Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And before I get into this week's topic, I'd like to ask you if you really enjoy uh, the information that I provide in this in this podcast and the blogs on my website, um, I would like to ask you for a favour. And that favour is to leave a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. That is the biggest thing or that has the greatest impact of uh, getting the podcast out there and uh, more listeners listening from it. Uh, and what I hope is that if I sit down and, and write these blogs and uh, record these podcasts every week, that the more the merrier, the more people that listen, uh, potentially the more value that they're going to get from the information that I provide. Uh, so if uh, you can do that, that, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. So let's get into this week's topic then, and the topic is what is a holistic accountant? And before you tune out and feel like it's a really boring topic, uh, hopefully uh, I can make it a little bit interesting, but most importantly, the concept is really important to understand, particularly for investors. So let's start with the definition of holistic, and if we look at the Oxford Dictionary, the philosophical definition is holistic is characterized by the belief that parts of something are intimately interconnected and inexplicable by reference to the whole. In short, I guess holistic means it's like a puzzle and each bit is one piece of the puzzle, uh, but you need all the pieces to make up the puzzle. Uh, and if you miss a piece, you know when you're putting a puzzle together, if you miss a piece, you you know you can't finish it. It doesn't give you that sense of satisfaction and perhaps it leaves clues about what a holistic you know, accountant can offer you in terms of the value. Um, but also it's important to realise that not all uh, accountants can be holistic accountants and there's a couple of reasons for, uh, for that. Um, taxation and investing are intrinsically intertwined. Uh, and uh, that's something that we really need to make friends with and, and understand. So taxation is typically your biggest lifetime expense. So of course it makes sense uh, to take steps to minimise it. This includes ensuring your investments are tax effective as well, uh, because obviously the less tax you pay on your investment returns means the more that you keep. Uh, and therefore, the more that you keep means the less uh, assets in total you need to have in order to meet your financial and retirement goals. So if you've got a very tax effective uh, structure if you like, you're going to need less assets, you're going to be able to achieve your goals or retire sooner if you like. Take super as an example. You know, It's a wonderful investment vehicle from a taxation perspective uh, because it's concessionally taxed. Now, of course, you know people debate about whether the government will continue to change the rules with super, and they probably will, um, but the fact will remain that it will probably almost always be a concessionally taxed environment. So at the moment, you only pay 15% tax rate on income and 10% tax on any capital gains that you make. Uh, but if you convert your super into pension phase after retirement, so that is start drawing a, a small annual pension from your super, uh, the tax rate drops to zero. Therefore, it's natural for most accountants to recommending, recommend contributing to super because it's going to save a lot of tax. You get a tax deduction for doing so, uh, and then you shift some of your wealth into an environment that is very tax effective. But if your super is poorly invested, you know, if your accountant says, oh, look, put the $25,000, which, by the way, after 1 July is going to be $27,500, 
but it put the $25,000 into super because it's really tax effective. And you think, great, I want to save tax. I'm going to do that. And you take the $25,000 and put it into your terrible, terrible super fund. Now, if you don't earn any returns, and I know this is not necessarily a realistic example because you're probably going to earn something, uh, but if you don't earn any uh, returns, then the tax rate is, is irrelevant. So really what you need to be doing is that you need to be, uh, an accountant should be saying, yes, put it into super, but let's make sure that your money is well invested. You're choosing an industry super fund that gives you good returns, low fees, or if you've got a self-managed super fund, how you invest in it, those sorts of things. And this is just one really simple example of how tax and investing is intertwined. You need to make sure that you're maximising the performance uh, of your hard-earned money. It's working hard for you. Uh, and then the second element, you need then need to make sure that of the returns that you generate, you want to keep as many as much as possible, and that requires some tax planning. Now, accountants are in such a wonderful position, and the first reason for that is that they're very trusted. So according to a lot of research, and there's different ones, um, uh, Morgan's uh, does a, um, some research each year of the most trusted professionals. And of all the financial services professionals, accountants for a long, long time have been at the top of that list. So they're the most trusted of all the financial services professionals. And the main reason for that is that they tend to be almost always independent. So they've got nothing to sell you other than uh, their advice. Uh, and that means it puts them in a great position where they've got, they, they can tell you exactly what they believe without any fear or favour. Um, I guess the only um, uh, exception to that situation was 10 to probably 15 to 20 years ago now where um, some accountants, not all, uh, but some accountants were recommending agribusiness investments, tax-effective um, forestry investments to their clients and um, almost everyone lost a lot of a lot of money doing that uh, and uh, accountants were earning commissions off doing that. Um, but now the professional bodies um, have banned uh, accountants from accepting any commissions, uh, so that's less likely to happen. And I think uh, again that was only a very uh, a small percentage of the um, of the accounting population that that involved themselves in that. But most accountants really value their independence and, and would never would never compromise it, of course. So you know the fact that they're independent and they have a high level of trust, together with the fact that they know a lot about you. You know, they know your income, they know a lot about your assets and et cetera, et cetera, puts them in a good position uh, in order to add lots of value. So that's a long preamble uh, to really answering the question, what is a holistic accountant? And a holistic accountant is someone uh, that helps you maximise your wealth on an after-tax basis. So it's more than just saving tax, uh, which is how people have traditionally sort of thought about accountants. That's their job is to save tax. It recognises that no amount of um, tax structuring or tax tricks uh, can compensate for poor quality investments or a bad strategy. And the most amount of value is harnessed when both those factors are optimised. That is when a client has high quality investments with a good coherent investment strategy together with a very um, astute tax management strategy. And that means the value of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Now, of course, not all accountants are going to be in a position to be able to give you that holistic advice. And I think there's probably two predominant um, hurdles that accountants need to get over. 
The first one is lack of skill and experience. It's challenging for one person to keep on top of both tax and investing. Um, And I don't think you necessarily, you know, accountant necessarily needs to know everything about it, you know, every nuts and bolts. They really just need to have a good enough idea or understanding to identify any issues or opportunities. And if they're successful investors themselves, uh, that'll go a long way to uh, of them um, developing their own personal investment experiences, which naturally helps them uh, become better accountants. Uh, But if they work in a multidisciplinary team, so if they work in an office with other financial advisors and mortgage brokers and insurance advisors, etc., they'll be able to workshop ideas. But really, knowledge is going to be one of the key hurdles. And the second one is um, whether they're appropriately licensed to provide advice. So you need to have what's called an Australian Financial Services License, an AFSL, uh, to give financial advice. And you need to have Australian Credit License to give any mortgage advice. So if you're going to be a holistic account, you need to be in a situation where you've got access to those licenses or authorizations uh, from those licenses uh, in order to provide those that, that advice. So not only is it, um, I, I guess, uh, laborious in terms of um, professional development and upskilling yourself, but also, you know, fees to hold licenses have uh, increased significantly. Uh, licensing, licensing fees, uh, ASIC licensing fees have increased by 160% over the last two years. Thanks very much, government, for that. So let's assume the accountant has the knowledge and has the licenses. How do they work? Well, there's two predominant ways uh, a holistic accountant can deliver a holistic service. The first one is where they've got a multidisciplinary team internally within the same firm. And this allows them to sort of workshop ideas and the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. The second option is for an accountant to establish relationships with trusted professionals outside of their organisation. And so um, if if one of their clients then has a particular need, uh, they can bring that professional into the conversation, uh, into the relationship, or make a referral, refer their client out to to make sure that's going to, to work. Um, in um, theory, that should work really well. But in practice, in my experience, as we've had a go of doing this over the years, uh, it can be very difficult to control the process and the outcomes uh, when collaborating with an ex- someone external to the business. And that's why we've decided within ProSolution to use the multidisciplinary team approach. Um, uh, but experience tells us that working in the same office isn't enough in itself we've got to actually work really hard at making sure, ensuring that we're proactively collaborating on a daily basis. And that means we've got to have the right systems to do that and so forth. It really is um, something that you just can't leave to chance. So who can benefit the most from uh, dealing with a holistic accountant? Well, probably lots of people, but if your situation is really simplistic Um, then there might not be a lot of avenues that an accountant can add a lot of value and therefore whether they're holistic or not um, probably isn't going to make a a big difference. So I would probably describe it as the more complex your financial situation is, the more you have to gain uh, from dealing with a holistic accountant. So, you know, if you're a business person or um, self-employed, you're probably at the top of the list uh, in terms of needing a holistic accountant because... 
uh, you can your your business income structures need to be able to talk to your uh, investment structures so that you can minimise income tax and then take that profit and invest it tax effectively. Uh, if you're an active investor, again, uh, you would probably be second on that list in terms of um, benefiting from dealing with a holistic advisor uh, because what you want to do is is keep uh, as much of your gross investment returns as possible and pay as less uh, tax as possible. So uh, investors could also benefit from dealing with a holistic accountant. And lastly, to wrap up, how do you find a good holistic accountant? Well, of course, you're going to expect me to say you have found one. Uh, that is ProSolution. Uh, you know, the, the firm that I founded, uh, of course, we, we strongly believe in taking a holistic approach. Um, but if you ask for a less selfish answer, uh, as I've uh, spoken about before, you know, really to find uh, almost all uh, high trust professional relationships, I would go off uh, a referral Find someone that's trying to travel the road that you're traveling um, in relatively similar circumstances and ask who they use. And if they've had a really good experience, uh, then that can go a long way to uh, finding the right people for you. And if you want to know more about holistic accounting, uh, Mina and I have started a new podcast called The Holistic Accountant. uh, So you can check that out as well. Just uh, do a, a Google search or search wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so that's it for me this week. Uh, Really looking forward to sharing a great blog with you next week and bye for now.